Hey everybody! This is Y'all, y'all Heard! A podcast with me, Marissa Phillips. And me, uh, Pumpkin Pete Phillips. <laughs> Are so not related, it's scary. And this is a show where two haunted humans try to frighten you with the scariest thing of all. Knowledge. And we try to do it in a, with like a comedic angle so that it's a little less scary. I'm sorry, we're being haunted, yet we're still trying to scare someone else? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, in other words, we tell you things you didn't know you needed to know. Pete, how are you? Uh, I'm okay. Uh, I wanted to... Uh, so, this episode comes out on Friday. Um, Halloween! Yes. And our patrons will see... <laughs> My trailer preview, whatever it's called, of uh, Charles, a Chucky movie. And in this video, I say that I am a big fan of the recent Chucky movies, where they just sort of went completely off the rails, Um, but that I would not watch the TV show. And I have watched the TV show. (laughs) Fire. (laughs) And it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Okay. The CGI is much better than it looks like it's going to be in the commercial. Chucky is CGI? Not all the time. He shouldn't ever be. Practical Oh my gosh. Before. You should see the uh, the one they made in 2019. It was with Aubrey Plaza. And was he all CGI? He was all CGI, yeah. So fucking stupid. What's the fucking point? Dolls exist in real life. I understand a CGI fucking werewolf or something, but even that... But, I mean, why CGI something that exists? Anyway, whatever. To make it easier for him to move and stuff. <laughs> Guys, CGI isn't as far as you want it to be. I know that all these people working in the biz listen to our podcast. It doesn't look as good as you think it does. And I say that also to women getting lip injections. It's not as good as you think, and we're not as far as it needs to be. And while we're dropping some truth bombs, we know that you're using a filter, to make your skin look smoother. You look weird. Like it's gone too far. <laughs> yeah. Um, my cousin, who I love dearly. Your always, face looks blurry. <laughs> yeah, she uses filters, which like fine as you want to do. But sometimes it's a picture of her and her son. And she puts the same filter. <laughs> and then her child's son just has like slightly like pretty eyes. And like a... A smoother face than a child, and I'm just like, that's wild. <laughs> that makes me laugh. Um, so I watched the show Chucky. It wasn't terrible. Uh, I told you already, Marissa. Devin Sal was in it, <laughs> and I think he plays. I think he plays two parts. I think he plays the one kid's drunk father who beats him up for being gay, and then after spoiler alert, after Chucky kills that guy, I think he plays. The kid's uncle who takes him in. Are they? Do they only have enough money for one washed-up actor? Then no, I think you know, like his own wife. This is like Devin Sawa's chance to really like show his depth and his range. Wow, I thought he did all that in Idle Hands. I thought he did it all in Casper. <laughs> was he in Idle Hands? I think he was. Yeah, yeah, he was the main character. <laughs> Idle Hands is like the worst movie of my life. When I'm not thinking about anything, sometimes <laughs> Idle Hands is my head. Specifically, 
I'm telling you guys, I am not approved. But there are just certain things I don't want to see in my movies. And when the idle hand is like, isn't he like wanking off the Fonz at one point? <laughs> Wasn't that wanking him, like touching the Fonz's crotch? Doesn't that happen? I don't know. I think it's And does. also, just so we're all clear, she means Henry Winkler as the yeah. principal, I believe, of the school. Not actually the Fonz. Yeah, the hand, like disembodied hand at one point. I don't know what Henry Winkler's doing, he's like sitting, and then he starts like, being like, oh, yeah. And it's the evil hand, and it, like, kills him after that. And I just don't like when you mix sexuality and and killing and cheesiness. Something about that combination really upsets me. <laughs> anyway, not that you asked. Did you answer how you are? <laughs> no, that's how I am. How are you, Marissa? Mm-hmm. Um. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> um. Pete, I just well, a couple things, guys. The day this comes out, I will be at a party at the Mudder Museum in Philadelphia. It's a medical oddities museum, just as Cruella Deville, the Emma Stone one. So, if by any chance anyone in Philly sees an impeccably dressed Emma Stone on the streets, just know that it's me. Not Emma. She will sign. She will sign autographs uh, as Emma Stone. Um, it's just this isn't really spooky, but it is to me. But I had a one-on-one with my boss today, and she was talking Ah! about um, right. And she was talking about how because I told her once I don't like interacting with people. If you want me to like be good at my job, don't put me in front-facing situations where I'm like the face of anything. And she said like. You know, I understand you don't like to be in the front, and I get it. But, you know, I don't just want to leave you with, like, monotonous work. I need you to feel challenged. And then just cue, like, me just going, like, ah! Guys, it's not... No. I was like, I need to find a job by tomorrow. Anytime (laughs) soon. It's funny because, because what this person is trying to do is trying to challenge you so that you don't look for another job and it's immediately yeah. making you look for another job. Exactly, guys. If you know one thing about me, it's that I don't want to be challenged. Maybe artistically. Yeah. Do I want to be challenged? Day job? No. So, I just, that was the scariest story anyone could tell me. I was like, that's terrifying. I don't want to be challenged. So, yeah. I wonder, like, if your work life, like, if your work cares about your personal life, then you could be like, I have a lot of things going on in my life, and actually the security of knowing what I'm doing each day really makes a difference. (laughs) (laughs) I think I said something passive-aggressive. Because, man, I really leaned in to my passive-aggression during the pandemic. Is that good? No. But it's, like, becoming, like, my little quirk. Anyway, that's how I am. Very nice, very nice. Um, Icebreaker. We should do an icebreaker first? Yeah, let's try yours. Alright, so... I don't want to be vulgar, Marissa. So, we are going to play Bed, Wed, Dead. (laughs) You're stupid. No, we're going to play... We're going to play... Um, let me see, wait. What's There's another, another one? one. There's another one. Date, marry, or make vanish. <laughs> How about 
Shex? Hex? Or... Plex. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. One more time. Give me something else that, that's sex. Oh, pound in the ground. Or... Go to town. <laughs> Ooh, I got it. Pound legally bound in the ground. Okay, give it to me. I'm sorry, what was that? Pound. Yeah. Legally bound. Okay, okay. Put in the ground. I was thinking of in the round, too. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> They'd have to get beat up. Okay. Guys, we're playing Fuck, Mary Kill. Okay. <laughs> now, there's some some variations on this that add a fourth element. And the fourth element is fight. Marissa, would you like to include that or not? No. Okay. So then we're going to work with Freddy, Jason, and Mike Myers. Ew. <laughs> And you have to explain why you're picking the order that you're going to pick. Okay, now, in my mind, put fight in. Then I introduce Chucky. Oh God, I kill Chucky. Okay. So I have fight, fucking screw, fight, screw, and marry. I marry. Hmm. I marry Jason. Granted, I've never seen these movies, so I can't talk about, like, their personalities. But, like, Jason has a mask. And the Michael Myers mask is weird because it's, like, shaped like a person's face. Mm-hmm. And Freddy Krueger's, like, so weird. Yeah, he's rough to look at, yeah. Yeah, so Michael Myers... No, I mean, uh, uh, Jason just has a mask. Like, I... I that's fine. I could just deal with some really... <laughs> I can look at a hockey mask across from me when I'm eating dinner at night. Yeah. Um... Uh, F. Oh, I guess I have to F Michael Myers because I don't know. Freddy just still makes me really angry, and he's weird, and he's cheesy, and doesn't he say again? I've never seen a Freddy Krueger movie, but doesn't he say stuff like, oh, um, like let's say I know this didn't happen, but let's say like. In the dream, he turns someone into a, into a cup of a bottle of soda, and then he drinks the person up, and they die. And he's like, "No, no, no I'm sorry." He turns the person into a bottle of soda, and he takes a straw, and he drinks the person up, and they die. And then he'll be like, "Sucks to be you." Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. So I'll fight him. <laughs> and, and um, I'm a dream warrior. So I think I'd be a formidable opponent. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? Oh, do I give you people or you have to do your own? Oh, I I, I have already thought about this. Okay. I'm going to fight Chucky. Mm-hmm. Mostly because you can't, you, you can't have sex with Chucky. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I meant to say I hate Chucky with every fiber of my being. That's why I <laughs> But I don't even want to deal with that. But yeah, I'm gonna. I mean, I'm gonna fight Chucky because I'm like, I don't understand how everybody can't fight Chucky. <laughs> also, like, yeah, can't you just like punt him? Right. So that's that's where I'm going with the fight. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna have like a one night stand with Freddy because. 
<laughs> Freddie's kind of a bit of a freak. I'm not saying I am a freak, but I'm saying that I'd like to try that. I don't want to marry a freak. Yeah, Yeah, okay, okay. So I'm going to marry Mike Myers, and I'm going to do that because he's very passionate, and, like, nothing can stop him from achieving his goals. (laughs) And because he's wearing a William Shatner mask, and Pete loves William Shatner. (laughs) I think he would also be a great protector for me and my kids. He would make Pete feel loved and secure and warm. Which leaves me killing. (laughs) He'll play home. I'm sorry, what? And that leaves me killing Jason. Why? It's honestly just process of elimination. I don't want to fight him because he's kind of a big, giant powerhouse with a machete. So he's definitely got, got a reach on me. Even without the machete, but the machete will add like three more feet of blade. So I don't think I stand a chance. Whereas I think I could beat up Chucky. Um, I do need to ask: Does can Freddy talk? Because I'm marrying him. I've never seen it. I mean, I'm not Freddy. Can Jason talk? No, no. That's a that's kind of a bonus. <laughs> yeah. Can Michael Myers talk? Uh, I don't think so. I have not seen like the newer ones, but no, I don't think okay. so. He could when he was a kid. Or wait, could he when he was a kid? I don't know. Somebody else answer this. <laughs> um, so, Pete, how are we doing this? I know we both have, like, I have a very short topic. I know you do. Are we doing the calls now or after? Call topic, call topic. All right. So, we got a call from Alex. And I know that he talks about the 200th episode, but I don't know if he talks about Halloween. So, we'll hear from him first. How's that sound, Marissa? All right. <laughs> Hi, this is Alex. On episode 200, Pete mentioned interviewing for a job at Bucknell University and how they put him up in a bed and breakfast and the proprietor told him about the bunkers of Elvira, Pennsylvania. Well, a couple years ago, I interviewed for a job at Bucknell University. They put me up at the same bed and breakfast. There's one bed and breakfast in town. And uh, I asked the guy, you know, how he wound up running a bed and breakfast there. It turned out that uh, he had moved up from the area that I was living in at the time, uh, Gaithersburg, one of the D.C. suburbs, and uh, he said that he moved up because there were too many Mexicans, and uh, I thought that was just surprisingly blatantly racist. Um, he also, in the room that I was in, there was not like a regular shower head, there was like a shower wand, but it wasn't attached to anything on the wall. It was very confusing as to how I was supposed to wash myself before this important job interview. Uh, I did wind up getting the job. It was a one-year appointment, and then after that, I got hired uh, the place that I work now, where, uh, you know, Pete is one of my co-workers. Um, and, you know, distantly, uh, other end of the organization, basically, uh, but somebody that I rely on, Pete is. Um, and when I was at the, you know, Bucknell University, I was looking for advice on, um, you know, how do you make such and such go in a new engineering program? And he told me to, the guy that I talked to told me to talk to this guy, Pete Phillips, this institution where Pete and I work now. And um, so that was what led me to finding out about Pete. Uh, and I have not been disappointed with the help that I've received from Pete. Pete has been really helpful. Okay, have a great day. Bye. I'm not disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> well, that became a sweet story at the end. The part about the Mexicans was very scary. So that's fitting for a Halloween Very episode. good. Good. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Grace is horrified. And uh, if you ever want to stay at that breakfast, 
I think it's called the Pineapple Inn. Okay, that sounds stupid. So you want to go first? <laughs> yes. Yeah, speaking of scary, like racism. Oh wait, no, that was a bad. Uh, nope, that was a bad actually transition because this has to do with different cultural beliefs. <laughs> Did I transition that way? Anyway, a few episodes ago, I mentioned fan death to Pete. And I thought everyone had heard about fan death. Like, I didn't think everyone in the U.S. believed it, but I thought everyone at least heard of it as, like, this this kooky thing people fear in Korea. But Pete didn't. So I thought I'd just do a quick presentation on fan death. But before that, I will mention... uh, Okay, so fan death, like... Part of it could be linked, like, the fear could be part of, you know, the fan itself, but part of it can be linked to, like, you know, the, the blowing of the air. And so I will say that many other cultures do have sort of, like, air or wind-based fears. Um, according to Frank Burris, author of The Geography of Madness. Um, Yikes. Apparently, in some ancient Chinese medical texts, um, the writers would warn readers of something called wind insanity and wind stupidity. Um, and variations <laughs> of these beliefs uh, exist to this day, such as in Italy. Uh, people wear scarves around their necks to protect against colpo di aria, a hit of air. <laughs> and in the public, some people fear the wind from air conditioners and refrigerators, believing they may call cause rheumatism, among other health issues. Um, and of course, most or all Americans generally believe that you should not go outside with wet hair lest you catch a chill, even though there's little scientific backing. But my favorite form of wind wind fear <laughs> is the uh, fear of fan death, which mostly occurs in Korea. And that is the fear that running a fan in an enclosed room will actually kill you. Usually it's sleeping with, with you know, an enclosed room in the fan, but I guess, I guess it could also just be in general. So, for some background, fears about electric fans in Korea seem to date back as early as 1927 when a story called Strange harm from electric fans was <laughs> printed in the Jungo Ilbo, uh, which was some sort of like newspaper, uh, warning readers that the new technology came with a risk of nausea, facial paralysis, and even asphyxiation. And the theory there being that the fan circulation of stale air causes these users to choke on their own carbon dioxide. Uh, 50 or years Later, 50 or so years later, uh, a Korean man was reportedly found dead in his room, all the windows and doors shut, with two electric fans running. Uh, this is quite possibly the main source of why people to this day believe in the fan death, fan, fan death myth. <laughs> that is hard to say. I encourage everyone to say that to yourself. Fan, fan death, death myth. myth. Yeah. <laughs> Ever since uh, that occurrence, stories of supposed fan deaths have appeared regularly in South Korean news resources, uh, particularly during the summer months. Um, the author I mentioned earlier, Burris, Bur- why can't I talk today? <laughs> says that's It's just a podcast. It's not important. 
<laughs> he says that's how things usually go. You can't necessarily prove that the woman killed the person, and in a way, it doesn't matter because everybody believes it's the fan. Some suggest the fan definite the was even propagated by the South Korean government to curb the use of electricity during the 1970s energy crisis. So fan death might not make sense to people living outside of Korea, such as here. Uh, but at the same time, I mean, think about some of the things we believe, like chemtrails and 5G. And that probably doesn't make sense to a lot of people in other countries. So generally, there are different sets of fears and myths, you know, country to country. Um, in his book, Paris explains that certain cultural syndromes can be made real just by our belief in them. A phenomenon called the nocebo effect, where negative expectations can start a chain of harmful events which ultimately fulfill those expectations. While it remains extremely unlikely that believing a fan can kill you will directly cause a fan to kill you, um, and the potency of the nocebo effect depends on the number of contextual factors, there is evidence to suggest that Belief in one's potential to experience a given medical crisis makes a person more susceptible to it. So if you believe in fan death enough, you will die from a fan. <laughs> uh, for example, if you read the side effects on a medicine, on medicine, on a medicine, on a medicine, just leave it. Okay. On a medicine. I don't care. <laughs> if you read the side effects of a medicine, you're more likely to experience those side effects. Says Burris. In a randomized clinical trial, researchers will warn people about the side effects of a drug or treatment, and people in the placebo group will sometimes have to drop out because their side effects are so severe. So basically, as long as there's belief, there is a possibility uh, that it could happen. Also, just so you all know, I'm having such a hard time reading because some of these sentences I copied word for word. And in my mind, I was like, did I read the sentence before? Do I know the cadence? Am I sure the sentence makes sense? So I'm second guessing the sentence before I even started. So I apologize. That was spooky how bad. Or you're possessed by someone who cannot read. <laughs> yes. <laughs> very possible. Or I have a Never mind. Your turn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we heard from Jasmine, right? Yes, that's my cousin. Right. I knew it was your cousin. I don't think she left her name. Um, so do you want to hear from yeah. Jasmine or do you want to hear from Ben? Okay, Ben. Tell me a scary story. And the, in the spooky forest. The spooky forest? Yeah. What's in the spooky forest? Tell me. Um, the monster. <gasps> and what happened? Um, they're lost. They're lost? Yeah. Do they bite? Um, yeah. They bite? Yeah, they bite. And then what happens? Um, they got a boo-boo. They got a boo-boo? That's no good. Say the end. The end. That was so precious. It's terrifying <laughs> just gotta say that yeah the monsters they're in the woods they get hurt they the have the poo poo 
<laughs> Guys, did you also pick up on this? Yeah. What's in the spooky forest? Tell me. Um, the monsters. <gasps> and what happened? Do you guys, you guys have heard Marissa say that, right? What? Where you sort of like blend in what and happened into one word. <laughs> what happened? Happened? Oh, you're right. <laughs> That's it. Must be a familial thing. I like it. What happened? Oh man, I didn't realize I do that, but I do do that. It's That's charming. Funny. <laughs> I think my entire family does that. I think that they. We all picked that up from our mothers, who are all sisters. Guys, she has the same last name as me, because her mother's sister married... Wait, oops. <laughs> my mother's sister married my father's brother. Spooky, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and now we're going to hear from the source, the mother in the last story. The coach of the last story. I'm excited. Hi, I'm calling to tell you about some spooky happenings that have been going on in my life. Um, basically, I've been staying at my mom's house, which I am pretty sure I've taunted. Um, after having several strange things happen, like my son keeps hearing, uh, you know, he'll run out and say that he's heard someone talk to him, or um, I'm sleeping in the middle of the night, I hear a big bang that wakes me out of my sleep. The TV will be on when I knew it was off, or a door will be open when I knew it was shut. So um, I haven't seen anything yet, but these spooky things have been happening, and um, it, I get like a feeling that I'm not wanted in the house. Ooh. It's an overwhelming feeling. And um, I was staying there for about seven weeks, and I just haven't been getting any good sleep because... That was the ghost, by the way, if you heard that. <laughs> it's been really kind of torturesome at night. So, happy Halloween. <laughs> I like that does it. not sound like a happy Halloween. <laughs> she, uh, I think it is happy, though, because she's not sleeping in her mom's house anymore. She's sleeping in her own house. But I thought her own house was haunted, too. Maybe I misunderstood. But, um... Now, I... we went to visit Jasmine before. Is this the house that we slept at? Oh, yeah, it is. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't think I have anything really scary happening. I remember when their daughter, so her, the, the sister of the person who called in, when my, my little cousin was really small, she said she would see this lady who looked, like, burned. And it turns out that I guess, like, someone died in that house like a uh, or or like a somebody nearby they died some lit cigarette something went on fire so it is possible that my little cousin saw ghosts there um but yeah i like that i jasmine told me a couple of things but she never told me that she felt unwanted in the house that's creepy yeah really high ceilings though guys <laughs> oh beautiful and they have like an old-timey stove i love it mm -hmm. yeah worth being haunted <laughs> <laughs> yes um I mean, my victorian home in the future is going to be haunted this is part for the course yeah yeah <laughs> so i, I feel like this is this is peripherally <laughs> halloween related but 
I feel like I said this on the show, but it, since it feels Halloweeny in the moment, and we're talking about this, I thought I'd bring it up again. Um, when I was in college, I dated a girl named Karen, and uh, <laughs> like you know, she would talk about the future and things, and she would talk about where she was going to build her house that her parents own prop, like own land down the street or something. Um, and that's where she hoped to build a house one day. And I thought, wow, that's am- I you. I'm sorry. I said I thought, but like you know me, I say what I'm thinking sometimes. And I'm like, wow, that's ambitious. It seems really expensive to build a house. Mm-hmm. It's like a junior in college, um, and she's like, well, you don't want to buy a house. And I said, why? And she said, because you're just buying somebody else's problems. There's going to be I- spooks in the house. <laughs> And she used the term spooks. Yeah, her, oof. Yeah, who thinks, who our age thinks that's an appropriate thing to say? And then I said, of course, following a train of logic that didn't exist, <laughs> I said, I'm pretty sure someone has died everywhere. <laughs> ooh, so what is, I mean, so yeah, even every, if you build a house, <laughs> even if you build a house on an empty lot, there's a good chance that, like, maybe in a war or something like that, that somebody died there. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, no, she wouldn't accept it. Well. <laughs> That's, yeah. Uh, I, I feel like uh, another girlfriend of yours, not that one, could be its own scary story, but that's neither here nor there. Anyway. Marissa. Yes. Today. I wanted to talk about something that I have uh, wanted to talk about before, but I thought it would be better to save it for Halloween. I wanted to talk talk about haunted items on eBay. Ooh, that's fun. But I want everybody to know that I had all these notes put together well before yesterday. And yesterday, This Paranormal Life, a podcast that I listened to, did um, a show on voodoo dolls that you can buy on ebay and uh why would anyone fuck with that unless you're a voodoo (laughs) practitioner but even then you shouldn't fuck with someone else's voodoo yeah so we're gonna start with the rules ebay has an intangible items policy and that policy says intangible items or things that buyers can't confirm that they've received are not allowed for example a ghost in a jar Someone's awesome. someone's soul. <laughs> That's amazing. Spells or haunted items. All listings okay. and products on eBay.com must offer a physical, tangible item. Listings and products that don't can be confusing for customers and can increase the risk of fraud. This rule helps ensure that buyers can confirm receipt of the item uh, they purchased and are protected by eBay's buyer protection programs. So, if you're going to sell something intangible on eBay, the, the one way to read this is, if you're going to sell something intangible on eBay, you need to sell something tangible with it. <laughs> yeah. So, instead sense. of sending, selling a ghost in a jar, you'd be selling a jar with a ghost in it. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Oh, my God, I love that so much. <laughs> that's um, so good. And that's why there are haunted and cursed items on eBay. You don't, like I said, sell a ghost in a jar. You sell a haunted jar. And lots of eBay listings 
that fall in, into this sort of category that I'm talking about today bend the rules via the description. They sort of take a new perspective on a piece, and that makes it really marketable. So you'll you have don't sell a ghost duty. You sell a diaper with a ghost duty in it. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, I'm so dumb. The the overall thread that I want to come out of this is that I wish that I had no scruples <laughs> because yeah. I would do this all the time. <laughs> I mean Here's a haunted ninja turtle figure <laughs> from when I was growing up. I mean, you can't prove it's not haunted. Yeah. So you'll have a few standard things. You'll have haunted paintings, haunted dolls, uh, haunted rings and other jewelry, uh, haunted clowns, meaning like clown figurines. Uh, you can buy bones, you can buy demon ashes, and there's at least one haunted I bra. Demon ashes? Yeah. You can't prove How that they're you? not demon ashes. <laughs> oh, very true. Ooh, touche. And even at least one haunted bra. The bra <laughs> reportedly contains the quote-unquote spirit of a sexy woman, and wearing it will allegedly ins- ensure not just great support, <laughs> but a constant stream of admiration and gifts. Made in the 1950s, it's a size 32A, so you've got to be rather petite to harness its powers, but some of its benefits can be enjoyed even if you don't plan on wearing it. You can quote-unquote, place the bra by a lit white candle and see her spirit in full-body apparition, the seller notes. That's a really specific thing to say it'll do. If you break out a red candle, Marissa, you can have an erotic encounter with the spirit, according to the seller. Is that consensual? I mean, you brought the red candle, you you know. (laughs) I'm, I'm... Looking at an ad, this is a sale that ended on August 2nd, 2019. Haunted 16-inch spiritual doll spirit vessel. There's a lot of titles like this, too. Uh, Supernatural Paranormal Power. Okay. Shipping is $7.90. The winning bid was (laughs) $5,600. Holy shit. And the doll looks like a regular doll. It's just that where its eyes should be, it's completely black. <laughs> Ew, gross. There are many dolls on eBay that look like dolls Marissa has encountered in her youth. <laughs> <laughs> Haunted dolls are prevalent on eBay, so much so that at one point they had a subcategory on the site. Daniela a Scott. Haunted- yeah, yeah. <sighs> Daniela Scott wrote about it for Cosmopolitan last year. This is... I just copy-pasted this. That's the work I want to be doing. Yeah, yeah. I've been reading... This is written in a first person, just so you know I'm not quoting some... Anyway. I've been reading eBay listings like short stories for the best part of an hour. My eyes sting, but my imagination is revitalized. No wonder the bidding war for a haunted rabbit doll started at 200 pounds. Stories are the ultimate sales technique, after all. But it, is it just that? A way to make a quick buck? Buy a doll for one pound? I guess this is British Cosmopolitan. Oh, yeah. Buy a, buy a doll for one pound uh, from a charity shop, pretend it's haunted, and mark the price up? Or could yeah. these things 
actually have spirits inside them. I decided to seek out some experts. It's time to consult the witches. Quote, this has nothing to do with witchcraft. Christina mm -hmm. Oakley Harrington, an academic and founder of London-based esoteric bookshop, tells me, her disbelief is palpable as she scrolls through the same listings I had just days earlier. I have never seen anything like this in my line of work, she says, telling me that there are traditions and certain language used in the kind of witchcraft that she practices. Okay. I mean, there are different kinds of witchcraft, lady. You're not the witch authority, but okay. <laughs> well, she, she has three names. She's an academic, and she owns an esoteric bookshop, so tell me she's not an authority. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway. Uh, those aren't the only dolls available, though. I kind of, like, jumped this one. You can also buy a voodoo doll and use it against someone. Um, and like I said, a lot of the dolls do look like <laughs> homemade, <laughs> hand-stitched dolls. I feel like if you want to really you know, fuck up someone's life, you need to make the voodoo doll yourself with the intention that it's that person. That That's like, I don't know. Who like, has the time these uh, days? Yeah, but it's like, you know how like, when you have a mouth guard, you need to like, mold it to your own teeth. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It's like someone else being like, oh, I can use that. Give me that. Like, yeah, you could put it on your teeth, but it's not going to fit well and achieve what you need. You know what I mean? <laughs> Shut up, Pete. <laughs> um, you can also buy voodoo doll pins because certain colored pins do certain things. And so um, that's also something to keep in mind if you're out there uh, working on a voodoo doll. You can buy a wish from a gin, Marissa, for $55. Ooh. But how, what form does that come in? Please note, you will only receive a plain card to write your intention on. I will charge my gin power onto the card. No refunds or returns. I love that so much. Yeah. These people are brilliant. I am offering any one wish from my own personal gin. Please note, this can be for anything you desire. My gin is over. I love phrases like this. My gin is over three thousand or thirty-two thousand seven hundred and sixty-eight years old. Why wouldn't you just say over thirty-two thousand years old? <laughs> yeah. And comes from the eighth generation of Bazinniaxa. <laughs> yep, that's it. Family tribe. The gin has plenty of experience in complex magical with a K rituals. I have owned him just over 15 years and always helped me realize my dreams. I cannot guarantee I cannot guarantee the time or how your wish will manifest, but it will happen in time. It may be months or years. Be careful what you wish for, as it cannot be reversed. How does you ask me if I'm going to die? doesn't seem right. Anyway, mm, well, let whatever. me browse really quick here. Um, I, important. He has notes. Important. I'm just assuming it's a he. I do not want to know your wish. <laughs> Please do not message me or let me know your wish details. Keep it secret. That's funny. That's funny. I am not responsible for how your wish manifests. I will not offer refunds. Oh, I love it so <clears throat> much. 
the best part about this is not all the things that I just told you, but <laughs> the seller has a 100% buyer satisfaction rate, and they have sold 21 or 27. I think it's 27 of this item because. There, yeah, you can put in a specific quantity. So if you want to get more than one wish, you can. Um, how much do they charge per wish? Fifty-five dollars. That's a low price for you to get any wish you want. <laughs> it's a high price to get a card in the mail. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, that's true. Yeah. Wait, and then they have the gall to say this. There's also you have to pay extra for shipping. <laughs> so anyway, you just ship a card. You put the flat rate envelope. I mean, you know what I mean. Are you more into magic powders? You can also buy authentic voodoo goofer dust, hex curse, revenge, hate dust, graveyard dirt mixed with da- snake skin. Powdered and other secret voodoo ingredients. <clears throat> okay, that at least comes with that. That's probably more interesting. Sprinkle or throw this at your enemy or their home, and know they will suffer. Two exclamation points. <laughs> Goofer dust is a very old African hoodoo used to trouble, harm an entity. So I think. Or, I'm sorry, used to trouble, harm, an em- enemy, not entity. Uh, in particular, it can cause the victim's legs to swell up, and medical doctors will not be able to effect a cure. What? Goofer dust? I is- really hope a white person with dreadlocks isn't selling this. <laughs> Goofer dust is used in that. much the same way as hot foot powder. It is foot track magic. Sprinkle the powder in the path of an enemy. The goofer dust is then taken up through their feet to do its work. Again, as with all powders, it can also be utilized sprinkling on the victim's clothing or bedding or added to a mojo bag or bottle and buried on their property. I have a mojo bag, but I don't know you could do bad with a mojo bag. Also, I thought you were going to say it could be added to foods. <laughs> Like a seasoning. The same way black salt pours up evil, but you could also just put it on your food. Yeah. Anyway. Um, would you like crystals? Is it called Gooper dust? Yeah, G-O-O-F-E-R. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, you sure, yeah. What, haunted would, crystals? Would you like crystals to go with your avocado toast? <laughs> that was a joke. What? That was a joke I put in there. Oh, uh, I Tell me something of crystals you could put on that. Oh, I was upset. Psychic healing crystal, feel better, weight loss, energy, mood improvement. Today, I present to you a powerful psychic healing crystal. This is my coven's most powerful healing crystal. This crystal has been enhanced beyond its natural capacity for healing. Powerful white magic pulses through the crystal to improve your physical and mental oh. health physically. What the f- <laughs> to improve your physical and mental health oh. physically, psychically, excuse me. <laughs> that makes more sense. Okay. Oh. Never deny yourself your own basic needs. Your personal health and mood is something you need to improve constantly. You will not find a more effective tool 
for psychic healing. The crystal is around three inches tall. Only you should use your crystal. Once you use it, it will be paired with your unique spirit, like Bluetooth. It will grow in power, and the, the more you use it, because it will slowly learn exactly what kind of healing you need. Huh? I said that's not how crystals work, and then I hated myself for saying that sentence. <laughs> that, was, that was the delay, guys. <laughs> oh, gosh. The Continue. ritual used to imbue this crystal. Continue, but I was saying Perhaps your crystals are not imbued. <laughs> the ritual used <laughs> to imbue this crystal was done uses every member of my coven. This caused a magical, with a K, surge that will improve the power of this crystal ten times more than any other healing crystal you will find. If you would like your crystal bound okay. to you before your arrival, please send your name and birth date in a message. Marissa. What would you pay for this psychic yeah. healing crystal? Nothing. I can guess. I have crystals, and you're supposed to be able to imbue crystals with, with energies on your own. Well, but this I'm one. I assume charging two hundred dollars. This one is a an affordable twenty nine ninety nine. Oh. With free God. shipping. Okay. <laughs> I overshot that. Not bad, actually. Either. I can't explain what motivates people to do what they're doing, but perhaps you'd be interested in a succubus ring. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> buy one really get one. Bad. Buy one get one half off. <laughs> okay. See, no, no. There should be deals on a cold item. Metaphysical. Real. Oh, this is buy one get one free. This is a good one. Metaphysical twin succubus, love, desire, bring other powerful sex desires, power, pull. It just ends in PL. Um, there are there were five of them. This is the there's only one left, and it's thirty one fifty. They cut the price from forty five dollars to thirty one fifty. And the picture for this item is not of a ring. It's of a succubus. It's of Two bikini-clad models on a beach. That's hilarious. <laughs> wow. Um, oh, yeah. He, this seller is called Seven Healing Witches, and they have 897 ratings, 99.9% .9 positive feedback. I don't believe this. I don't believe these ratings. Or, no, maybe the people just want to believe it's so bad. This is coven work, not just mine. Uh, and has new things on the horizon. Most items we do ourselves, but on occasion we may have things that we clear and bless. We are a group of seven healers and witches. We range from high priestess to shaman, all with healing backgrounds as well. Altogether, we have 30 years of experience each. We are here to help you on your journey. That doesn't make sense. Why did you say all together if you were talking about what you have each? These amazing twins are one of the most amazing sex items have ever come found. I don't want to die. They are very versed. How did that come? They are... <laughs> C-O-M-E. <laughs> okay. They are very versed in the Karma Sutra. Are you into new no, sex... Are not, they're not sex <laughs> with you. Are you into morning. new sex positions? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Angry. I'm literally angry. They're also very versed in... <laughs> 
in Tantra sex. Yes, they will teach you how to have the ultimate experience and prolonged amazing sex with anyone. These girls will teach and perform, and they bring partners your way. The person who wins this is a very luck individual who is ready for the experience of a lifetime. They will not only obey your commands, but will bring you the one that you desire. So yeah, this person really doesn't have a clear understanding of what a succubus is. No. (laughs) Unless they're trying to unload a succubus that is affecting them. Yeah, but a succubus... Aren't they, like, malicious? They're not there to just be like, ooh, let me help your sex life. Or else everyone would love succubus. Yeah, Yeah, they all uh, are there to basically suck out your life force. Oh, I forgot to tell you my favorite part of this. This special is for a ring, size 9 through 11. Please let me know size and checkout message, or I will randomly send one. That so, doesn't... Okay. So they had five rings to start. There's only... Mm-hmm. Am I getting this right? Yes. There's only one left. And, uh, yeah, it's a size 9 through 11. Whatever. <laughs> I hate that person. Like a lot. Whatever. Uh, so what about the reviews? As I've told you already, when I ask... Uh, this is from an article. Uh, I believe it's the same Cosmopolitan article. When I ask the sellers about bad reviews, they both refer me, refer me to their eBay feedback, which sits at 100% and 99.5% respectively. On the internet, seeing a big red 100% approval stamped on anything instantly impresses me. That's the no, kind... You think that they're hiding bad reviews somehow. And I'm bolstered. This many people can't be wrong, right? Please tell me she bought that. Um, at the end of the article, she was, like, she had the thing added to her cart, but when she pulled the credit card out to buy it, she was like, what am I doing? This is stupid. What? How much was it? Oh, I don't know. I don't remember the thing she was even buying. Oh, I think it was a haunted doll, and she was ready to... Like, for some reason, it's in my head. It was a haunted doll, and she was ready to drop 80 bucks on it. Well, she made the wrong choice, I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. Um, and how can buyers beware? Thethings.com, in 2018, put a piece up. Uh, Although eBay strictly requests that all quote-unquote haunted items be sold for entertainment purposes... Haunted Dolls 10 always ensures that her items are 100% legitimate before she puts them up for sale. As buyers purchase a spirit who can't be physically be seen, the potential scam sale, wait, the potential force scam sales is huge. The key to working out if you've yeah. been sold a dud is all in the communication, says our insider. Always buy communication tools before purchasing. For example, a pendulum, a K2 meter, spirit box, dousing rods, because it will help you connect more. You can always ask your pendulum if a doll is actually haunted before purchasing it, so you can't really get scammed if you do this. Oh, yeah. I have a pendulum. It hasn't changed my life. I'll just say that. I have an app called Yes, No, and I just asked that question. (laughs) (laughs) So... Yeah, there's, like, so much in me, in me that wishes I could sell haunted items on eBay. Um, but I think it's... 
what's the word, Marissa? Abusive? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, exploitative. I think it's exploitative to do that. How about um, if you sell a quote-unquote haunted item, but in the description, you say, this, you're upfront in the description, just not in the title. So in the description, you're like, this is not actually haunted. This is a joke, blah, blah, blah. And then if they still buy it, that's on them. Yeah. Just wait till next time I visit you. I'll convince you we need to sell something on eBay. Well, the other thing is I live in a building with a bunch of old people. There's always creepy things. Like, when somebody dies or moves out, they just, like, leave stuff in the lobby, and it's always creepy stuff. Yeah, I got a rosary from your lobby, and I was considering taking the holy order, then it felt too creepy. I don't know why the rosary wasn't, though. (laughs) I used that rosary to try and protect me from a ghost in my boyfriend's house. Anyway. We got an email from Mike Stinson. Oh, you got it? Patreon Mike. And um, the personal story is, I was researching this uh, while writing a script based on the legend, and I received a call from the DuPont Hotel in Wilmington, Delaware. They'd asked if I, they asked if I'd like to be interviewed for a security position. I never applied for the job and had no knowledge of the hotel prior to the call. But I had the interview and accepted the job. I worked there for two years and finished most of my script at the hotel while working overnight shifts. Did he just say he didn't even apply? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. I thought... Never mind. I got confused. I thought seriously like, like someone just said, hey, do you, you have this job. But no, someone someone recommended it? No. They called him out of the blue and they said... Wait, what? Yeah, according to his, uh, I received a call from the DuPont Hotel in Wilmington, Delaware. They asked if I'd like to interview for a security position. Now, if you're a skeptic, you might be like, oh, they probably found his name on LinkedIn or something like that. But I can't see Michael Stinson putting something up on his LinkedIn that says, aspiring security professional, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's weird. Also, again, I've never been called. Oh, no, I have been called before. I'm lying. But yeah, that, that's random, but okay. Continue. All right, so we're getting our article from WJBR, and it's written by Hollywood Kyle. <clears throat> the Legend of the DuPonts, Devil's Road, and the Cult House. Just above the Delaware border in the town of Chadsford, Pennsylvania, lies Cossert Road, where the trees bend in an eerie and frightening kind of way. Uh, it has such a fearful history, it is now known as devil's road the roadway has become so famous among locals the woods surrounding devil's road were used to shoot the horror movie i'm sorry what <laughs> to shoot the quote-unquote horror movie the village <laughs> um that's the article saying quote-unquote not michael right that's me <laughs> i'll fight all of you And so it begins with a mansion located within the woods. This mansion has become known as the Cult House. And at one point in time, it was owned and operated by the wealthy family all locals know, the DuPonts. Yes. When I was a kid, DuPont only referred to carpet. Oh, I thought it had to do with, like, tires or rubber paint. I don't know. Yeah, that's right. There's DuPont tires, right? 
It was common yeah. for the DuPont family members to marry among the bloodline, marrying their cousins so the wealth would not be distributed that's, outside of the family. That's probably the scariest part we've read so far. Fucking stubborn. Uh, some people say that they were Satanists and part of the Ku Klux Klan. There are natural wonders located on the premises. One in particular are the trees that line the road. If you drive down the roadway, you notice how the trees bend from the road. The trees were not cut, yet they bend dramatically away from the house, opposite the natural growth of the growing... Oh, opposite the natural growth, which would be growing towards the sun. As you get farther and farther away from the cult house, the trees start to bend back into shape. Ooh, that's cool. Other trees that stand out around the house are known as skull trees. Rumor has it that DuPont members of the cult house would use the trees for dumping babies who were born disabled. Over time, skull trees would devour their babies fully and take the shape of the child's skull. That's very specific. Yeah. I don't know if I believe that. Uh, Basically, there's a bunch of no trespassing signs that says to be careful if you go there. Uh, two stories derive from people who ended up trespassing on the property. Either they are chased off the premises by guards wearing trench coats and black hoods with huge flashlights, or by men in tint- tinted, blacked-out diesel trucks. <laughs> I don't know, that sounds stupid. Yeah. The first one sounds scary. The second one sounds like... like it's just like kind of funny. Horrible. It's yeah. really out of place to just chase someone with a diesel truck. Yeah, that sounds By the silly. time I get this son of a bitch started. <laughs> <laughs> we spoke to a name, uh, local by the name of William on what he has witnessed. This is all according to William. Okay, guys. There was a... Mm-hmm. And William is not Michael. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The story is not being told by Michael. There was a light waving around and shining on the trees. But it was far away. I stopped my car and looked into the woods, and as soon as I stopped, it went off. The light. A few seconds later, it started back up, and it would shine just like SOS. Three short, three long, and three short again. I had no service this whole time, either. I was pretty freaked out, so I started driving very slowly. And as soon as I started to pull off, I saw a huge flame shoot up in the trees and heard a shrieking scream. I don't know exactly what I saw, but to me, I think they were literally lighting someone on fire. I drove right home. (laughs) Okay. So, we have uh, one more call before we can finish out our calls. Hi, this is Marissa. I know that Y'all Heard is my own show, but I just wanted to leave this spooky story while I remembered uh, I am on the social media thing for neighborhoods called Next Door and nothing is ever good. So let me read you this very short story I got when I woke up this morning. This morning. By Jackie Lustin. <laughs> around 7pm tonight on 23rd Street near Fairmount Avenue we had a man bang on my kitchen window. 20 minutes later, was in the kitchen, and it happened again. Yeah, there's a typo. My window was cracked open, and he starts to 
talking to me, assuring me he isn't a creepy killer banging on windows. He was telling me he was in a car accident earlier and was taken to Jefferson Hospital and now needs a ride home and he needs help? <laughs> Did this happen to anyone else? Be careful and keep your windows closed. <laughs> <laughs> when I did make it like a question, they did put a question mark. I just want that to be known. Now, that wasn't me editorializing. And boy, if you like a good spooky story, I recommend you sign up for Next Door because it's just people finding the whole world terrifying at every moment. <laughs> There are people complaining about real things, people complaining about fake things, people finding everything terrifying. Apparently, every single person's package is stolen every day. I will say the only good thing is I did find out someone was punched in the face on my street, so now I don't go out at night. <laughs> so that was real. Maybe they deserved it. Out, so. <laughs> uh, it was a young girl just punched by a random man. Yeah, maybe they deserved it. They didn't even know each other, but still, maybe they deserved it. <laughs> so while we... Thanks, Marissa. Thank you, Michael. <laughs> while we try to sh- troubleshoot whether or not our uh, show email works, I'm going to tell you um, a creepy thing that, like, I-, I sit and I was, like, racking my brain. I was search- I told Marissa I was searching through emails and I was putting in words like scary and creepy. <laughs> Unfortunately, Marissa and I have encountered a lot of scary, creepy, and weird things, and so it's not really very easy to find um, things that are like, like shaky to the core, kind of crazy and, and spooky, and that we're allowed to talk about. Um, oh, I mean, I feel like we talked about it last year, but that time the lady got into her car, that was horrifying. <laughs> that was horrifying for you. Uh, <laughs> And then I know we've also talked about on the show, um, I thought it was very scary when, I don't know how to say this right without being inflammatory, but Marissa and I were being pursued in such a way that could qualify as assault. (laughs) By who? By two people in our writing program. And Marissa and I were not far away from each other, and we just kept looking at each other (laughs) because we couldn't get out. And there was a mirror, a large mirror. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So a large mirror against one of the walls so I could see what was happening with him and vice versa. And I don't remember exactly what the girl's name was. I remember it was a guy's name, like a like a Randy or a Reggie or something like that. I think it was Randy. But she essentially tried to shame me into hooking up with her. And like that was scary. <laughs> <laughs> But the thing that I wanted to tell you about today is um, is actually kind of scary, uh, but maybe not when I kind of peel back the... Onion. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> the whole onion. <laughs> I'm going to peel a whole onion back. Um, I remember I was, I was a kid, and I can't really explain to you how our like house works, but there's an upstairs. The upstairs leads right into the living room, and the living room is the phone. Uh, there's also one in the kitchen, but this was at the, the phone, um, in the living room. And then my sister has a bedroom that is off the living room. Phone rings, middle of the night. Nobody really knows what the hell's going on. 
Um, because the phone rings in the middle of the night, right? Like the person of the house who's responsible for the phone, <laughs> mom, gets up and goes to the phone. And she answers the phone, and it's a collect call from a prison. And the person says that they are my cousin, Michael. Now, when I was growing up, Michael lived with us, and he ended up having some sort of drug problem and just almost disappeared off the face of the earth. Nobody knew what happened to him. He just stole a bunch of stuff from the house one day and then disappeared. Mm-hmm. Um, he's alive and well now. He's got... he. I don't know. But <laughs> um, <laughs> but his name was Michael John Hughes. So it's not like, even if we had Google back then, it's not like we could just Google Michael John Hughes and not find 7,000 people, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the person, it's a collect call from the prison, and the person says that they're Michael. So my mom accepts the charges because she optimistically thinks that he is... Maybe trying to make amends, or maybe he needs her help, or something like that. Uh-oh. My mom is accepting the call with an open heart. And uh, and this is always something that's kind of affected her. Like, he took a bunch of stuff and left. But, like, why didn't he talk to us first? Why didn't he tell us the problems he was having, you know? Um, yeah. His mom was a bit of an asshole. <laughs> but, like, my mom, the aunt, was there to sort of help. And she was really kind of just hurt by the fact that he kind of left us in the wind, sort of. Anyway. Yeah. So my mom accepts the call and proceeds to talk to the person on the phone. But she's really hesitant. And by this point, I've come about halfway down the stairs. And, you know, my sisters kind of open the door to her room. And we're sort of, like, watching my mom talk on the phone. And, listen, I can't... (laughs) I can't speak for anyone in this story, okay? Except myself. Uh My mom goes, I don't think you're Michael. You sound like a black man. (laughs) Oh, God. (sighs) Are you Michael? (laughs) Oh, God. And then, um, yeah, like, she proceeds to sort of, like, ask these questions, and then she's like, how did you get this phone number? Um, You know, like, basically, some rando from a prison calls in the middle of the night, and uh, how did they make the call, uh, especially yeah. in the middle of the night, right? And eventually somebody told my mom that, like, uh, prison workers who were, like, cleaning offices would have access to somebody's phone at the prison. I don't know why you would have prisoners clean your office at the prison. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, Cousin of the Chase wasn't my cousin. Um, and then this sort of like, I'm not going to say urban legend, but this like family legend sort of bubbled to the surface because we combined everything that we could from um, <laughs> from all the different people who offered their opinion on what happened. And basically, there is uh, an internal circuit in prisons, and they all share phone numbers of their loved ones. And they try to call people like and pretend that they're that person to try to like mm-hmm. get them to send money or something like that but it didn't work on my mom and uh and then we actually like waited for phone calls from the prison again hoping that he would actually call us for real uh but he never did many years later my sister found him on facebook added him on facebook and he's whatever he doesn't look good but <laughs> you know he's alive <laughs> yeah okay Anyway, listen, I was a kid. That was kind of scary. And it was also sort of like, 
and, and that upper echelon of scary where, you know, like it gets a little bit more refined. It was a really like internal scary for my mom. Um, yeah. Because also like, yeah, who's this person calling you? If it's not him, how did you get the phone number? Did you hurt him? You know, like what's going on? Yeah, yeah. Holy fuck, we've been doing this show for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> no, it can't have been. <laughs> it's eight o'clock. We haven't. Oh, no, we did it around 6.30. Okay. Yeah, we started late, and then started. we also fucked off a lot in the middle. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, I um, I won't tell the whole story, but I will say, I think I might have mentioned before, too, uh, a phone-based horror story, but I was on the end of the horror, that we were prank-calling people, and my aunt took it really far and told my grandpa if he didn't send her $20,000 that he was going to rape my grandma <laughs> 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 yeah that's pretty messed Sorry. up <laughs> what do you say I said yeah that's pretty messed up <laughs> Okay, anyway, you're close. Now, I do want to tell you that uh, it is a regular scam that prisoners take their, like, weekly call, daily call. I don't even know anymore. It sounds like prisoners get tons of phone calls. But the catch with phone calls in prison is that they cost a lot of money. And so if you're calling somebody collect, you may as well be calling, like, a sex hotline for the amount of money that a prison is charging you for that phone call. All that aside... One of the scams, yeah, um, there's a bunch of people trying to rail against it and fight because people should have the ability to speak to their loved ones without having to pay through the ass for it. Um, yeah, it never occurred to me that they paid. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, oh, this is the scam that you have to be aware of and when it comes to prison phone scams. I didn't know you could do this, but apparently in some cases, if you, what what the prisoner does is they call you and they uh, ask you to hit, like to hang up the phone, or no, you don't hang up, the, I don't know if you hang up the phone, but basically you hit, <laughs> you hit star 72, so if you ever hear okay. star 72, just hang up the phone, don't listen to them. And what that does is it starts a redirect for certain phone companies so that it, call, it forwards calls. I've never heard of that in my life. This is a thing that still happens with cell phones and stuff? Uh, the last article I read about it was from 2018, 2019 maybe. But basically, yeah, like you're setting up call forwarding and then the person is using your phone number. That's what it is. They're sort of using your phone number to call anywhere they want. And now you're getting hit with the charges for the long-distance phone calls or even not long-distance phone calls that they're trying to make. So it's like using your personal phone number as Google Voice or something. Yeah, almost like masking the the payphone in the prison with uh, with your personal phone number. So okay. Anyway, uh, that's the Halloween show, guys. Uh, got a little derailed towards the end there, but. <laughs> Plugs. Um, as we uh, you know, reach closer to Halloween, you got any uh? plugs you want to make marissa uh you go first your dad should have called us i wish oh 
I wish. So. Are you going to plug my dad? I don't have any more um, Halloween plugs. I just ran out. I've been going through movies and stuff and just starting to watch them and just going like, I, I don't I don't know what I'm looking for, but this isn't it. <laughs> I don't either. So I've just been watching the Halloween episodes of sitcoms. Yeah. That was nice of Hulu to set them up that way. Yeah. HBO, too. Um, but I do want to plug um, Hutch Harris, who is the male voice in the thermals uh, from back in the day. The thermals have since broken up, but Hutch Harris put out a new album a couple of weeks ago, I think, and uh, it's called Suck Up All the Oxygen. And uh, it's... I don't want to say that it's a juvenile album, but it has, like, a lot of, like, uh... There's just a lot of stuff about, like, the world sucks, and everything sucks, and people are mean, and, like, all this stuff. And I found it, like, I really like the album, because it reminds me of, like, older thoughts that I had. And I feel like, I'm not going to say, like, I grew out of them, but I don't have those thoughts as much. I don't think, like, you know, um everybody in the world is going to sort of like try to like use me up and, and throw me away or something like that. Um, yeah. Which I don't think I ever really did think, but uh, when it comes to this particular album, you know, like there's a lot of stuff that feels like teenage. And for me personally, I kind of listened to it and, and I bought it uh, because I did enjoy it, but it kind of reminds me of how uh, I used to feel about things. And it makes me happy that I don't feel about I don't feel that way about things anymore. First track is called Life is Overrated. The second track is called It's Not Gonna Be Okay. And the third one is called Garbage World. So <laughs> so based on those titles, you can kind of get an impression of, of uh, the content. I feel like it might be a 20-minute album. But, uh, you know, check it out. Uh, you can listen to it for free on Bandcamp, hutchharris.bandcamp.com. And uh, give it a listen. It's pretty fun. It reminds me of old thermals, which I definitely miss. Okay. Um, thank you for that because you gave me time to figure out a plug. Uh, I would like to plug, if you are bored on Halloween, don't have something to do because fall on a Sunday, so it's not really like a party day. Yeah. Uh, feel free to join me in this national event. Um, it is an event put on by Talk Death Daily. So that's either at talkdeath.com or Instagram, talkdeathdaily. Uh, I am going on a cemetery scavenger hunt. And basically at 2 p.m. Uh, EST, they will release um, the, the hints for what you're looking for in the scavenger hunt. But you go to whatever your local cemetery is to do this scavenger hunt. So the first four people on the Internet who like, can prove that they found what, what, the, you know, what the hints were, they get prizes. So basically, like, it's just a competition of whoever across the country wants to do it. So we'll all be doing local cemetery scavenger hunts. So I will be doing it at the Mount Moriah Cemetery in Philly. And, yeah, if you're bored, you do it in any cemetery by you. So That sounds fun. Yeah, if anyone actually does do it, let me know. I'd be curious to know who else is, is taking part. Marissa, I think you should organize one of those. One of what? A cemetery scavenger hunt. You mean like my own separate from this? Or that yeah. I can people 
Uh, I do like that. Somebody, somebody uh, with 1969 on their gra- on their gravestone. Yeah, I'm really excited to see like what kind of stuff they're gonna ask us to look for. At least one loving father. I. <laughs> yeah, like I'm just like, like I'm sure this stuff it's probably gonna be done really quickly, but I don't know. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. A photograph least- etched into the stone. Oh yeah, I I haven't seen many of those lately. A soccer Rocky. ball. Fun, yeah. Okay, you're gonna <laughs> win that, Pete. <laughs> Me and Pete found was awesome. One, I think it was like of an Asian man, and it was like him and a soccer ball. Right? Wasn't it of an Asian man? Yeah. Not that that matters. Just like adding context to like this Asian father with a soccer ball as part of his tombstone. It's memorable. Me and Pete used to visit cemeteries a lot. Just. Admire the thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, guys, excuse <laughs> me. <laughs> Have a safe, fun, and spooky Halloween. Thank you for listening. You Emphasize the five- safe. So call us at 570 Pod Wad 1. Talk to you later. Yeah, don't email us because apparently that doesn't work. I got to figure that out. Uh, yeah. I thought setting up something that would redirect would be the best way to go, and it's not. Okay? Okay. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.